Hello and welcome to Back to Basics Birthing. My name is Vicki Hobbs and I'm here to guide you, support you and provide you with information so you're feeling excited and confident about your birth. Birth is an incredible event, no matter how it happens. So I'm here to help you take the fear out of birth through education, planning and preparation. Welcome to episode 5, Every Woman Should Write a Birth Plan. So to start with, I truly believe that every woman should take independent childbirth education classes so they know what choices that they have so that they can confidently write their own birth plan. When you're birthing in a hospital, it's important to write a birth plan. It doesn't matter if someone rolls their eyes and thinks birth plans are nonsense. It's not their birth, it's yours. Antenatal classes run by hospitals are usually about the hospital and I feel this can still be beneficial for women and their partners to know what is being offered at the hospital and also to become familiar with their procedures. All hospitals have policies, procedures and guidelines in place for their protection but also for what they believe is for the protection of the patient as well. Notice I referred to you as a patient. Many women feel caught up in the role of being a patient, arriving at hospital, getting on the bed and being a good patient, listening to instructions and being a good patient, just doing what you're told to do. It's important to recognise that these policies, these procedures and all those guidelines are not the law. Your midwife may say, this is our policy, but she should go through all the hospital policies with you and tell you that they are recommendations or guidelines. But most importantly, she should also tell you that you don't have to consent to them. You have a choice. Women have the right to take control and ownership of their birth and their body while also preventing unnecessary routine interventions. A birth plan will ensure that the wants and needs of the mother are at the forefront of her care rather than the wants and the needs of her care providers. The way a woman is treated and spoken to during her pregnancy, her labour and her birth can and does have a long-lasting effect on her future. Make sure your partner and your birth team are all working together to honour your preferences and make your birth the best that it can be under any circumstances. If you don't feel your care providers are supporting your birth plan, then you have a choice. Change providers to a more supportive one. Before you book your care provider, ask them questions. Show them your birth plan and ask them if if there's any blocks that would prevent them from working with you and your birth plan. You are responsible for your choices. So if you stick with your care provider who is not supportive of your birth plan and your birth then becomes a medical circus that causes you distress, Um, and you feel that you've had a traumatic birth, you have to own that. You made the choice to stay with that care provider. A birth plan does not mean that you can't change your mind later on. We all know that birth is unpredictable and nobody can tell you how your birth is going to end up. But what a birth plan does is sets a platform for discussion, informed consent and trust. You must be provided with all all the information you need to make an informed choice. And that choice must be respected by everyone working with you. 
I've created a template for a birth plan that I'm happy to share with women. If you just want to email me, I can send that out to you. So my email is vicky at vickyhobbs.com. That's V-I-C-K-I at V-I-C-K-I-H-O-B-B-S.com. So just drop me an email and I'm happy to share that birth plan template with you. Um, this plan is, is only a guide and you can add anything or take anything out to suit your wants and needs. Okay, so I've just created this template for you to work with, for you to have the basics. Okay, and obviously some things will resonate with you and others won't. So it's really easy. It's just a Word document and you can go through and delete whatever you uh, feel doesn't resonate with you. I also suggest that women read and print out a copy of the Australian Medical Association Maternity Decision-Making Guidelines and attach it to your birth plan. Make a point of writing in your birth plan. The AMA Maternity Decision-Making Guidelines form part of my birth plan. There are 10 very important points there for your obstetrician and caregiver to be aware of. Point number two, I think, is very clear on the role of the obstetrician by stating a pregnant woman's capacity to make an informed decision should not be confused with whether or not the doctor or medical practitioner considers her decision to be reasonable, sensible or advisable. A doctor may not treat a competent pregnant woman who has refused consent to treatment. Recourse to the law to impose medical advice or treatment on a competent pregnant woman is inappropriate. This is such a powerful statement and clearly defines the doctor's roles in your decision-making processes. Once you have prepared your birth plan, give one copy to the obstetrician at your next appointment to discuss and to keep and to be put onto your file. Do this early rather than towards the end of your pregnancy when there may be more challenges if you want to change uh, care providers. So you can change care provider. Most of the time the problem comes up when you've already paid your management fee, okay, which is thousands of dollars and a lot of women don't want to lose that money. But you can actually ask for a refund and that can be prorated for the number of days that you've actually been in their care. Okay, so you should be able to um, show that by that obstetrician not agreeing to your birth plan, they, which means that they then are not providing you the service that you want, okay, and you are entitled to a refund. Once you've prepared your birth plan, give one copy to the obstetrician at your next appointment, okay, and then have another copy on file. So like I said, do this early. I also suggest that you take several copies of your birth plan and the AMA guidelines and have those on hand in your birthing suite during your labor for anyone who hasn't looked at your birth plan. To put things into perspective though, I'm a big advocate of owning your choices. So be aware that you always have a choice, but you must also acknowledge that with choice comes responsibility and the acceptance of consequences. In addition to this, I also say, don't go into your antenatal appointments expecting a fight. You just need to be educated and do your research, ask questions. And if you're being told statistics or about studies, then ask for the evidence. 
ask for that information that they're giving you verbally. It is up to your care providers to provide you with the evidence of why they recommend a procedure or induction or drugs or interventions, not the other way around. A great hashtag I've started using is hashtag show me your Cochrane, which I learned from Deborah Pascali Bonaro at her Pleasure to Pain workshop I recently attended. Just be prepared and give yourself time if you need to negotiate your birth preferences. I know you shouldn't have to negotiate, but with many care providers, you do. There may be some things your obstetrician will not change, and it's probably because that is what they've always done or what they've always believed is the right way. I don't believe obstetricians act in a devious or malicious way when it comes to birth. They only know what they've been taught. And what they've been taught is to be a really good surgeon. One that you would want by your side if things don't go to plan and you or your baby are not safe. But we don't want them jumping in and saving you when you really don't need saving. I hear it all the time. Women saying if my obstetrician hadn't done a cesarean for me, you know, me or my baby wouldn't be here today. I know that there are true cases of emergency where a baby needs to be born right now or the mother is in trouble and needs help. So there really are those events where you're really happy to have that obstetrician there by your side. But when we start messing with nature and playing the dead baby card to coerce or manipulate a mother into doing something that she doesn't really want to do, then that is not acceptable. It is these interventions and trying to control birth that is causing our high caesarean rates. It is that failure to wait instead of failure to progress. It is that language of fear rather than that language, language of encouragement. Your birth plan is a way for you to say that you know that you have a choice. You know that there's alternatives. You know that you can ask questions and be provided with all the answers you need to make an informed choice. It is also important to remember that two women can look at the same set of circumstances and make completely different decisions. That is what choice is all about. We are all different. We are all unique. Our babies are unique and each pregnancy is unique. That is why having a birth plan will provide your caregivers with your wants and needs, but understanding that in the event of a true medical emergency, you're able to give consent and allow the experts to do what they do best. So start thinking about the kind of birth that you want to have. Do you want a quiet, undisturbed birth? Do you want lots of music and laughter and conversation? Do you want to be just left alone to birth in your bubble of comfort? Do you want to have unlimited movement and access to the bath and the shower? Do you want the midwife to offer suggestions on birth positions, natural therapies and alternatives? Do you want to be coached on how to push or do you want to wait for your body to give you the sensations of when you need to push? How do you want your room to be set up in the hospital? Start thinking about your labour and birth and writing down some of the things that you want to enjoy and experience. For now, I also want you to enjoy your pregnancy. Love the life that you are nurturing inside and give your baby the best opportunity for a positive, 
calm birth experience. Do your research, ask questions and verify anything that you're told so if it doesn't feel right for you. Remember that your body is a robot to your mind. If your mind is strong and confident, then you can achieve anything. Read positive birth stories from other mothers who have had positive births, even if they had interventions or caesareans. Watch lots and lots of birth videos. What you want to do is fill your head with the physiology of birth and your body. Watch that head coming out and the perineum stretching gently and slowly. Do a vision board with all the images and words that resonate with you for a great birth experience. Visualisation is such a powerful technique, but it's one of the most underutilised techniques. Get yourself to an independent childbirth class. Research shows that women who attended independent classes like Hypnobirthing Australia basically halved the intervention rates for their birth. You can also do my Back to Basics Birthing online class if it's too hard for you to get to my face-to-face classes. And then I'll work with you in the support group as well. There's so much that you can do to prepare and your birth plan is just a starting point. I'm not going to wish you luck. You don't need luck. Everything you need is inside you. All you need to do is to ask questions. You need to... um, prepare yourself you need to get that education and you need that power and determination of your mind and body you can only do what you're prepared to do i hope you've enjoyed this podcast and i look forward to sharing more information with you soon for listening to back to basics birthing if you would like to get more information about my childbirth education classes hypnobirthing australia classes fear release sessions online course VBAC education pregnancy massage or any of my other services please visit my website at backtobasicsbirthing.com.au